The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. There's nothing better than going to the movies and going into another world and forgetting about everything that's happening outside. Warwick Davis. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Get In Loser. We're starting a podcast. And if you couldn't tell from the intro, this week we're doing movies. Movies. All it, kinds of movies, too. All kinds of movies. Last week when we did, uh, when we covered horror movies a little bit, it, it inspired me to, uh, you know, Talk about movies. If you guys have ever watched the show on Netflix, the movies that made us, that's uh, that's kind of what this is going to be like. We're going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about some of our favorite movies, you know, talk about like movie moments we'll never forget and where we, how we remember where we were when they happened, you know, memorable movie quotes, tear jerkers, tear jerker movies, you know, all that stuff, underrated movies, overrated movies. Just pretty much anything movie-related. Uh, anybody who knows me personally outside of here knows that like movies is like my thing. I probably own, between my digital copies and like just physical copies, I probably own at least a couple hundred movies at my house. Yeah, I think there's like 500,000 movies, you own. Yeah, it's, there's a lot. There's probably still tons back at my parents that I never even took with me when I moved out. Yo, Sean, remember that time you got mad at me because I destroyed your only copy of Green Street? <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. That was my favorite movie ever, and it, you ruined it. It was a good movie. Yeah, so good that you broke it. Yo, I didn't broke it. Thankfully, my mom saved the day, and she bought it for me for Christmas one year. But that movie's fantastic. Yo, how about how about Miracle, where you, you thought I stole it? I literally lost... Guys, listen, a little backstory. When I was working... Back when I was working at Walmart in, like, 2011... Uh, there was this guy I worked with and I used to tell him how much I, you know, how American I was and how I loved America. And he's like, oh, you ever seen Miracle? And I'm like, no, what the fuck is Miracle? And he's like, oh, you can't be American if you've never seen Miracle. So one day I'm working and, uh, I see Miracle. I see it like in the DVD rack, like the, the Blu-ray rack or whatever. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to buy this shit. This guy told me I got to watch it. I'm going to buy it. So me and Drew, we watched it at his house. By the way, the movie's fantastic. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Do you believe in miracles? Great. Fucking great moment. It literally, when I watched it, after I finished that movie, it felt like a bald eagle had come and lift me up out of my seat and took me on a ride in its back. And people, that's how he got Mr. America. That's how Mr. America was born. But anyways, then like, what was it, Drew, like a month or something later? No, it was a couple months later. Yeah, I was like looking for the movie again. And I couldn't find it anywhere. I, t- I tore my entire parents' house apart. I couldn't find it anywhere. Then I went over to Drew's, started freaking out on him because I'm like, yo, where the fuck's my movie, bro? You steal my movie? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, did you lose it? He was like, no. I'm like, well, it's probably lost in your room somewhere. So we tore Drew's room apart, couldn't find it anywhere. Yo, yo was that the day where we found a pack of spokes about Jack? Uh, it might have been. <laughs> but, yo, I was convinced 
that this movie had just up and disappeared, right? I had no, I literally had no idea what happened to it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Fast forward some years, well, I moved out on my own. You know, all that happened in like a year or two after being out on my own. Uh, my mom, I went to my parents' house one day. I think it was like for a football game or something. And my dad uh, had sent me home. Or my mom had sent me home with like a bag of stuff that she found in the house that was mine. So I'm going through the bag, you know, look at it's all like old clothes and shit. A couple movies here and there, old PS2 games. And I'm like, all right, these are, you know, nice little flashback. What do I pull out of this pile? Fucking miracle. The fucking miracle Blu-ray. It came back to me when I needed it most. Because I'm pretty sure the year that I found the Miracle game again was the year that I was... I was, I told everybody that I had decided that I was going to hang up the Mr. America. And, I, you know, I was going to retire. I'm pretty sure that's the same year. And the Miracle game came back to me to remind me why I started it. And guess what? Now it's Mr. America till death, baby. Till death. Till death do us part. But, yeah, anyways, you know... That's how much movies mean to me. That's how much. That's how much movies have had an impact in my life. That like, just watching one movie convinced me to create an entire character of myself. That's how much they meant to me. But so yeah, that's the stuff we're gonna talk about today. You know, we're gonna talk about. Uh, not every movie we talk about is gonna have you know some kind of impact behind. It. A lot of movies I just watch just because I fucking like watching them. But you know, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about. Movies that maybe we felt something from, you know, maybe some movie lines that stuck with us for a reason, you know, stuff like that. Uh, for the most part, it's probably going to be a lot of me and some of Drew because, you know, Drew's not like super into movies like I am. Like he has some stuff to, that he wants to talk about, but he doesn't have like as much as I do. So just fair warning if you guys don't like listening to my voice. Too fucking it, bad. Shut it off now. <laughs> Or don't shut it off. But yeah, uh, let's get into it. Let's start with a little, you know, just a little bit of history real quick. Uh, I looked up uh, the first movie theater ever invented. And I was kind of surprised, actually, that it wasn't a lot later than this. But the first movie theater ever opened was June 19th, 1905. So it's like, what, 100, 116 years, hundred. Something like that. hundred something years ago. Uh, it opened in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And the name of it was, get this, The Nickelodeon. It was called The Nickelodeon. No relation to The Nickelodeon TV channel. But they came up with a name uh, because they combined the price of admission, which back then was a nickel, which is fucking wild to think about now. But they combined it with the word Odeon, which is the ancient Greek word for theater. So, like, let's talk about that for a minute. Can you believe that back then you can get into a movie for a fucking nickel? Yo, if you had a buck, you you had a whole day there. Like, I know back then a nickel was, like, a lot to those people. But, like, if we took from our time now we went back there, dude, we'd be watching movies every day, all day long, 24-7, from start to finish. You can't buy nothing for a nickel anymore. But with a nickel... You can get a peek at my pickle. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting all day to tell that joke. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Drew, what do you think of that, man? That's fucking First wild. theater ever, 1905. 1905. 
Here's a question, a little off, off-brand question. Do you think that you today, like modern-day you, could survive in 1905? In the early 1900s? Yeah. Do you think the person you are right now could survive back then? Probably. Motherfucker, you got two phones. Motherfucker, I don't have two phones. You did at one point. Motherfucker. You got two phones. You buy every brand new system. You, you buy Funko Pops literally every day. Not every day. You're not going to be able to survive there. What are you talking about? What are you going to collect? Rocks? Dude, I might collect gold for the cheap shit. Uh-huh. You wouldn't be able to survive. Even I wouldn't be able to survive. And I'm cheap as shit. Even I wouldn't be able to survive. Some of us probably didn't even have heat back then. They probably did. Like old nice camp rolls and fire. No, they probably got those those things where you like fill it up with like hot coals and you shove it under your mattress. <laughs> like the old Fort Niagara days. Yo, fuck that, dude. Oh, hell no. No, thank you. I would freeze to death and have some right? hot coal in my ball. Right? But yeah, uh, I just wanted to give you guys a little insight to, uh, you know, first movie theater ever created. Yo, uh, yo, the, uh, the first movie ever. Wasn't it like a thriller or something? No, I'm just looking, I'm on Wikipedia right now, (laughs) y'all. 90% of my research comes from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia gods, for letting us opportunity to look you up. Mm Mm-hmm. We bow down for you guys. No, yeah. not really. No, fuck um, Wikipedia. Who, um, the first moving picture sh- show to play audio on November 1st, 19, no, 1895, like in Belgium, like in overseas. Belgium. Or Belgium? Like it's B-E-R-L-I-N? Belen? Yeah, Belen. Belen. That's a stupid name for a movie. No, no, no. It was the cunt. It was the oh. <laughs> Where? Bellin? Yeah, like Bielin or Bellin. Huh, I don't know. Never heard of it. I'm not smart. Yeah. Did, um... World history is for nerds. I love world history. Yeah, I bet you do. All right. <laughs> well, you going to finish that sentence? Or do you yeah. know the name of the movie? Is it in German? Uh, yeah, who used their self-made bioscope? It was like a bioscope movie. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Nobody like, needs to know the first movie ever. That, we'll just make it up. Yeah, that it was, was called Goat in a Well. There you go. No, it was bioscope. Don't fact well. check us. No, nope. it's real. That that really happened. It was Goat in a Well. Yep. Yeah, let's go with the Goat in a Well. Uh but yeah, before we get any deeper into this episode. Uh, I just checked my notes. There's something I do want to shout out real quick. I meant to shout it out last week, but we had so much fun with that episode that I completely forgot. But uh, if you guys like what we did with, like, the horror and stuff like that, like, discovering, talking about, like, horror movies and stuff like that, if you like that kind of stuff, make sure that you guys check out Damn, That's Scary. It's Damn, That's Scary. They're another uh, podcast that works off this network that we're on. I listened to a couple of their episodes, and they're literally just horror movies. They talk about, like, they, they talk about, you know, I think leading up to Halloween, they had uh, an episode where they, like, ranked slashers or something like that, I think they did. So, I mean, yeah, though, I mean, if you like, if you like horror movies and, like, that kind of stuff, like, the scary kind of stuff like that, definitely check those guys out. 
Uh, I'll try and find a link to their stuff, and I'll put it up in the group later. That's or maybe tomorrow at who, some point. Who was that, Damn That's Scary Yeah, podcast? it's Damn That's Scary. That's the podcast name. Uh, I'm not sure what the guy's names are. I had it, but I forgot. But, yeah, yeah, check those guys out there. They're making out. They're making some great content for sure. And if you guys are into that kind of stuff, that's uh, it's definitely the best place to go. But yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way real quick before I forgot again. Uh, so Drew, we want to start. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. Well, while Drew thinks, I'm gonna plug a movie I just watched for the first time ever, like two weeks ago, and it changed my life forever. It's called The Legend of Bagger Vance. It's a Will Smith movie. It's got Matt Damon in it. And it was also the last movie that Jack Lemmon ever worked on. If you don't know who Jack Lemmon is, if you've ever seen the movie Two uh, Grumpy Old Men, he yeah. was the white-haired guy. That was Jack Lemmon. The, um, the skinnier guy? Yeah. And he that The Legend of Bagger Vance was the last movie he ever worked on before he died. It's a great movie. It's a... Uh, Matt Damon plays this character. Uh, growing up, he was like, uh, I think he was Savannah George's greatest golfer. Like he was the the world. He was like a town hero because he won every single golf competition, like in Savannah, Georgia. And then he left when he went to the war, went to the Vietnam War. Uh, when he came back, he was riddled with PTSD because when he was over there, he lost his entire company. His entire company died. He was the only one that survived. Uh, so when he came back, you know, he developed a really bad drinking problem, stopped playing golf, and uh, as Bagger Vance told him, you lost your swing, sir. You just got to find it. So basically this movie, in this movie they basically, they do, they do uh, this golf competition, this big golf competition to try and save this lady's uh, family's golf course, who this lady was also... Matt Damon's character's uh, girlfriend before he left for the war, and then when he came back from the war, he just disappeared. He stopped talking to her. But, like, it's... Oh, dude, it's... I know, like, hearing that it's a golf movie sounds like it's going to be boring, but, dude, this movie is so powerful. I have no idea why. Like, it affected me in such a way I can't... I really cannot explain it to you guys. But, uh, gotta give a shout-out to Fiden because he's the one that told me about that. Also, my mom uh, gave me the... Give me the uh, recommendation to watch that movie. If you guys have not watched it, man, I I promise you, you're going to watch it and you're going to love it because it's fantastic. And uh, anybody who knows me personally knows that this movie, Seven Pounds, is my favorite Will Smith movie ever. Oh, yeah, that is. Honestly, movie. after watching The Legend of Bagger Vance, I think that might take the top spot. That's how good it is. Like, Will Smith puts on probably what is one of his best performances ever. As Bagger Vance. And the guy barely even talked. You know what I mean? He's not like... He's a big role, but he's not like a huge, huge role. But it's just like when he delivers in scenes, he fucking delivers, man. It's a great movie. Definitely watch it. You can find it on Amazon Prime. That's where I watched it. If you have Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. 100% recommend. Also recommend Seven Pounds if you've never seen that. Because that movie fucked me up, dude. You want to talk about Tear Jerry? That movie made me fucking cry. My eyes out. I still cry, even just thinking about that movie. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about that real quick before. And we're going to try, I'm going to try and, uh, 
I'm going to try and break this down into like sub, like, you know, sub subjects, you know what I mean? Like go like, I don't want it to be all over the place. So we'll talk, we'll take a little section to talk about like over movies we think are overrated, you know, one for movies we think are underrated, the tearjerker movies. And then we can just swap, you know, like favorite movies, stuff like that. And talk about like quotes and that. But I don't want, I don't want the episode to be all over the place. So I think, uh, I guess first we'll start with, we'll get the bad out of the way first. And I'll tell you guys a couple of the movies that I think are severely overrated. And they're really not that good. This is just my personal opinion, guys. Don't tack me, all right? But I know there's going to be one on here for sure that Drew is not going to like. And he's going to have a lot of pushback on. But let's start it up. The first one that I wrote was uh, Venom. I think Venom's severely overrated. I really do not think that movie's yeah. that good. Yeah, I fell asleep watching that. Me and Drew watch that movie, and I've literally never been so bored in my life. So, so you remember the time when I was watching Venom with you, and you seemed yeah. to just knock the fuck out? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's nothing against Tom Hardy, because Tom Hardy is fantastic in that movie. He's a fantastic actor. I mean, everybody in that movie's great. It's just, honestly, I'm the kind of guy who, like, with those kind of, like, with those kind of MCU projects, I need to see them kill people. You know what I mean? It's like watching Deadpool PG-13. It just don't work. It don't work. Hell no. You can't watch a Deadpool movie where he doesn't drop an F-bomb every other second and cut somebody's head off. It just doesn't work. Or talk about skull fucking them. Yeah, so when they told me that Venom was going to be PG-13, and I'm like, we don't get to see him eat anybody? What the fuck? I don't want this. So, I mean, yeah, I know it's probably a very petty reason to not like it, but I just don't like it for that, that simple reason. Yeah, I fell asleep in that movie. It was it was all right, but if he if he actually if Venom actually chopped on 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 people, well, it would be not on his list of his guys. Don't let Drew's <laughs> reason for not liking movies be that he falls asleep because he's falling asleep during some great movies. Okay, he fell asleep when we went and seen The Dark Knight Rises, and that movie was fucking great. And I don't know how you fall asleep in that theater because it was loud as shit. I couldn't hear when we walked out of that theater because it was so loud. But, yeah, okay, let's go on to my next one. This one's going to piss off a lot of DC fanboys, but it's got to be said. Batman vs. Superman. It's a fucking terrible movie. It's terrible. Yeah, one woman saved that fucking movie. That movie is basically just a two-hour trailer for Justice League. And that whole Martha, that shit was whack, dude. Let's admit that shit was whack. Martha, what'd you say? Why'd you say her name? That's whack, dude. And when all the DC fanboys were like, oh, well, it's the same as, you know, Cap saying, I'm with you to the end of the line, pal. No, it's nothing like it. And you know why it's nothing like it? Because Cap and Bucky already had an established friendship before all of that shit went down. Batman and Superman didn't even know each other. They were literally about to kill each other, and they stopped because both their moms are named Martha. No, that's fucking dumb, dude. And it's nothing against, it's nothing personally against the cast, like I said. A lot of these movies, I don't really have a problem with them because of the cast. I just did not enjoy them. So that's why I think they're severely overrated because so many people talk about them like they're the greatest movies ever, and they're really not. But, you know, I I wasn't sold on Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman at first, you know. But then again, I'm not a huge DC fan, so I can't really have an opinion on that. But, I mean, she's killed it. I watched the Wonder Woman movie, the first one. The first one was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, Henry Cavill's pretty cool. He's, you know, he's a likable dude. He plays The Witcher, and he's fucking killing it. Hell yeah. And then, you know, Beef, my man Batfleck, 
I actually enjoyed him as Batman, honestly. Yo, I can't. I, I, I can't, thought he was good. Yo, I can't wait for the uh, Robert Pattinson Batman. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence, to be honest. I just don't like what they did with Riddler. Riddler was like my favorite Batman villain. I don't like that they kind of made him like serial killer ish. He, he was. I want him to wear like the suit and shit, little question marks everywhere and shit. Mm-hmm. Like the Riddler I know. I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. I will tell you one thing about that Batman movie. They cast uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, and the prosthetics team did such a good job that I honestly did not know it was him. I had no fucking clue. But the Penguin looks like he's going to be sick. Like, I like how they made him, like, super, like, you know, gave him, like, you know, the nice, thick accent, like, when he's like, oh, calm down, princess, you know, all mobster and shit. I like what they did with him. He looks badass. So, I mean, I'm hyped for that. It's cool that they're kind of taking... Their own little, you know, they're going their own little way with it. Not doing the same thing all the other Batman movies are doing. They're doing like this one, you know, he's still starting out. He's like, I think they said he's like year one Batman in this movie. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty badass. Andy Serkis as Alfred's going to be sick. Andy Serkis is a great actor. He's phenomenal. Yo, yo, is this before Lucius? I guess. It's got to be because Lucius, I'm pretty sure, is the one who designed his car. And the car he uses now is just a basic muscle car. So, yeah, I mean, if the movie does good and they continue to make movies with Robert Pattinson, I would very, I would really enjoy to see, like, who the next people they bring in is. Like, because honestly, for me, man, nobody's beating Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. But I'm open to, I'm open to who they would bring in to fill the role. And then, I mean, if it, a while down the road, if it turned into, like, bringing in, like, a Robin or, like, a live-action Nightwing, I'd be fucking down for that. A live-action Nightwing would be sick. Hell yeah. Well, other than the Titan show, which has a live action night one. But you know what I mean. But yeah, Batman vs. Superman. What do you guys think? Do you think it's overrated, underrated, or are you kind of just in the middle about it? What do you think, Drew? I'm I'm more kind of in the middle of it. You're in the middle on fucking everything. I'm not. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, you don't, you don't got any thoughts about the movie, Drew? Yeah. I like how. I, I don't like how the part where. It took them almost half a movie before they got to their fight scene. Only ended ten minutes after. Yeah, it was. It was. They put way too much build up into it for a lackluster fight. That's one hundred percent for sure. Man, Batman should have just duked his ass out. Right. He he had the uh, Krypton in his. Yeah, fist. dude, he had the Kryptonite suit on. But yeah, man, Batman versus Superman yo, overrated. Yo, but the funny part in that movie is uh, where they're both looking at each other when. Uh, one, oh yeah, is she with you? Yeah, that was pretty. That was a pretty good. Is she one. with you? That was a pretty no, good one. she with you? No. Yeah, I admit that one was good. But yeah, Batman vs Superman overrated. I did not. I was not a fan. Uh, I mean, I would watch it just for it being canon in the MCU. But other than that, yeah. Now here's another one that's gonna be kind of controversial for anybody who knows me because yes, I have gone and seen every single one of these in theater. But it's only in hopes that they've gotten better, and they never do. But the Transformers franchise. Fucking terrible movies. Michael Bay ruined that franchise. The The first one was good, and then maybe the second one you can give a pass to. But after that, trash, dude. Like, number one and Revenge of the Fallen were pretty good. I, I like those two. But then after that, it was, he just relied way too much on fucking... He relied way too much on explosions, way too much on human characters, when it's supposed to be about the Transformers. Like, in, like, the one, 
uh, I think it was one of the last ones, not the last night, the one before Dark to the Moon. One of the main villains is a fucking dude. How is a dude a villain against fucking Transformers? Like, you can't just crush him with your fist, boom, you're dead. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah, I mean, I have I went and watched every single one in theaters. Yes, I'll admit I did. I spent money to watch them, but it was only because I was hoping that they would they would get better down the road, and they did not get better down the road. And apparently now they're making another one, but it's going to be a reboot of the franchise. I don't know. Gee. They made Bumblebee. I was not a fan of that one either. I never even finished that movie, to be honest. But, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and I just hate things that are new. I don't know. Maybe I'm at that age now where I just hate new things. But, I think the next one's going to be like about Beast Wars or whatever, so I'll watch it. I mean, that could be sick. Man, if done right. I was, I was more I was more upset than it showed the dinos only for half yeah. 20 minutes in the damn movie. They hyped it up the whole time and then they barely get to see him. God damn, I want T-Rex motherfucker chop him off. Yeah, and then Optimus Prime's like, all right, you're free to go. He just lets the dino just run off and shit. Like, yeah, we're not going to, nobody's going to know about a dino running away. Oh, no, the last night had a similar, like, Martha moment, too. Because in, la- in the last night, Optimus and Pumblebee are fighting. And uh, I forgot what happens. Bumblebee says something to him. He's like, oh, you're my friend or something. And then... Optimus Prime just snaps out of it all of a sudden. It's so stupid, dude. Like, I get that they, with movies like that, they target a lot of more younger generations. But if you're going to do stuff that my generation grew up with, at least make it good. You know what I mean? At least make it watchable. But, yeah, I guess Drew's biggest gripe with Transformers is that you don't get to see enough Dinobots, which I agree with. And, uh, and plus how the origin story of Bumpy, like, they're saying he was... Yeah, the origin story doesn't make any fucking sense. Literally no sense at all. Because in the one movie, they said he's been here since the Nazis. But then in the first movie, he doesn't come down to Earth until that movie. Like, it's so fucking stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Just like how in the first movie, he gets his voice back. But then in the next movie, his voice is broken His voice box is broken again. Why? Who broke it? Who broke He broke it himself? Doesn't make any damn yo, sense. Michael Bay, stay in your lane, bro. Yo, stay in your lane. Yo, who was your favorite uh, protagonist? Uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg? I or, like Shia LaBeouf, man. Shia Honestly, LaBeouf? I was really hoping Shia LaBeouf would come back for the last movie, but... But he went a little... You know, he was kind of he was kinda in his thing for a while. He's kind of dealing with some stuff. But yeah, I like him, man. I liked Shia, man. I thought he was good. I thought he had good chemistry, man. I actually... I even liked him and Megan Fox together, man. I think I thought they had great chemistry on screen. And I don't really even like Megan Fox as an actress that much, to be honest. But I think they did pretty good. But yeah, man, Transformers. Transformers, the whole franchise. Overrated as fuck. All of them suck. Well, they don't suck, but I just don't like them. I'll, I'll, my ranking is in the middle for that. You're in the middle of fucking everything. All right. Hey, guys, I just want you to know that if Get It and Loser dies today, it's been fun, okay? <laughs> it's been a great ride, but Drew might murder me right here. Oh. My next overrated movie, The Titanic. Are you fucking kidding me on that? <laughs> it's so overrated. Dude. It's not fucking overrated. Dude, take, out, take your love for it out of the way and look at it from, like, just a normal person. It's an overrated movie. It's not that good. No, it isn't. That's a good movie. 
It's only like four hours long. Three, three and a half hours long. Yeah, three and a half hours long. It's literally just a three and a half hour long trailer of people dying. Let's be honest. Now, What's the plot of the movie, really? It, it was about a poor person winning his tickets, and he falls in love with a rich girl. Yeah, you know who did it better? Romeo and Juliet. West Side Story. Lots of people have done it better. Yeah, but Titanic was a good movie. No, Titanic trash, dude. Why? Because you're mad because Rose couldn't scoot over? No, the whole movie was just trash. It just fucking boring. You literally just watch a whole movie of people slowly dying on a ship. Like, oh, we're all partying, we're hanging out, we're on a fucking giant ship. Oh, no, now we're dying. No, the Titanic, the Titanic hit the damn iceberg. Yeah, stupid. That's not stupid. It was stupid. That it was, was a waste of a money. History fact. Here's, here's a quick interesting fact. Do you know uh, the Titanic, when, it, when the, uh, he had two versions of the Titanic, this guy who created the Titanic? Yeah, he should have went with the other one. The one he put out sucked. <laughs> yeah, well, um... Yeah, like supposedly on a, on the real Titanic was the people that was uh, his business rivals was on it, and he crashed it. Mm, how convenient. How convenient, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't like it. I fucking hate the Titanic. I've never liked it. I tried to watch it once and I was bored. You want to watch a good three and a half hour movie? Go watch fucking Lord of the Rings, man. Those movies are masterpieces. Every single one of them. Yeah. Cinematic masterpieces. Yeah. I liked all of them, except for the last one. Return of the King? It's the best one. No, not not the movie itself. They had an hour of goodbyes. Go to each place. Goodbye. No, they don't go to each person and say goodbye. It's like a mass goodbye. They yeah. all say goodbye to each other. Yeah, but they go on tour. They went like an hour tour. Oh, my God. No, they fucking did. Yeah, they fucking did. When's the last time you watched it? Go watch it again. You're wrong. I'm right. No, you're not. But yeah, man. Titanic. was not a fan. Never liked that movie. I never even thought the movie was sad, to be honest. I mean, Leo's the fucking man, but like... He should have he deserved that. Like, yo, Rose is a bitch, dude. She's rich. Of course she wasn't going to save you, homie. She's only thinking about herself. But you were I don't want to hear none of that. Oh, they were in love shit. No, she was just looking for some dick while she was on that boat. If that boat would have made it safely, she would have just been like, all right, deuces, Jack. Pussy. Yo, you want to hear a crazy theory about that? What? That Jack... Uh, is known as the Great Gatsby. Oh yeah, I know. I heard that one before. I never really watched the Great Gatsby. Yeah, I was. I, I wasn't a fan. I didn't really watch it. Leo is the man. Though, I'll tell you, man. Leo was great in that movie. Leo deserves an Oscar for that fucking movie. What movie you got the Oscar in? The Remnant. Like that was a good movie. He got so into character for that movie that he slept inside of an a dead carcass, like an animal carcass, like for real. That's how deep. That's how much. That's like how much he got into his character. But yeah, that movie was sick, dude. The Revenant was sick. Titanic. Meh. Obviously, we know where Drew stands on that one because he fucking loves that movie. So. I, do, I do like that movie. <laughs> and now, another controversial one. Uh-oh. Another this one's about one. blue dicks, a.k.a. Avatar. I was not a fan of that movie. I've never been a fucking fan of that movie. I thought it was stupid from the get go. I thought the movie was dumb as fuck. Oh, let's, oh, let's, oh uh, let's switch our bodies into little alien bodies. Now we're aliens. Me? No, fucking dumb, dude. It was stupid. It was. It was. I still to this day do not understand the point of that movie. No, because it was the it was the Ameri- uh, it was the world trying to find intel on his uh, on his planet, 
And but like, why? Why not just leave him alone, dude? Fuck it. Yeah. I don't know if Avatar 2 will make it through. Apparently there's Avatar 2 and 3. And 4. And 4. I think they're going to bomb, honestly. Yeah. I think it's been too long. People don't care about it anymore. Dude. Now that the fucking MCU's here reigning freedom over here, baby. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Another overrated movie. Avatar sucked. It was, Stupid fucking it, it was, blue it people. Was, it was good, but it was more... I, I had to say a little un... Under overrated, like, because it was good, but then again, people talk about it like it's a fucking cinema. Don't get me wrong, the movie's fucking gorgeous. Like, the cinematography and shit is fucking gorgeous, dude. But, like, the movie as a whole is like a plot. It's fucking terrible. It sucks. I was not, I didn't enjoy it at all. I was bored as fuck out of my mind. But, Drew, you got any uh, overrated movies you want to talk about? Yes, uh, the movie. We talked about it last week. Unfriended. Oh, that movie's fucking terrible. Come on. Terrible. Worst fucking movie I've ever watched in my entire life. Hands down. The worst part. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no. There's not going to be no spoilers. Nobody cares. That movie came out like 400 years ago. But everyone dies. We don't know who the killer was. Yeah, like, what the fuck is the point of watching a movie about a killer if you don't know who the killer is? That ruins the whole fucking suspense of it. I, I don't. Like, we were watching. I thought the killer would pop up on screen like. You're next. Yeah. Uh, well, I got another one. It's not really overrated because not a lot of people even talk about it. But I guess it kind of falls under, like, the overrated count. Like, way because I just fucking hate the movie. Me and Drew hate it. Collectively. Fucking Overlord. The movie was fucking horrible. It took- Bro, they took the whole movie just to build up. Literally. We were fought defenses like, dude, this is getting boring. Yeah, we didn't even finish the movie. That's how boring it got. It was trash, dude. Yeah, good times. Good times, man. Yeah, fuck that movie. All right, let's move on to underrated movies. Or no, do you want to want to talk some movie lines? No, you know what? Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk. Let's talk like movie lines and talk about like you know, big movie moments, like those kind of movie moments where people remember where they were. When they saw it. I'll go. I'll start. Like when Cap picks up fucking Thor's hammer. I'll remember where I was for the rest of my life. I remember that too. I was in a row at a movie theater with a bunch of people that were supposedly my friends. I was literally getting so high, but I was jumping on my seat. And these motherfuckers were just over here lightly clapping. Motherfucker, that shit was badass. That shit was wild. Motherfucker. I cried a little bit. Motherfucker. I cried, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I don't like Captain America for first of all. Uh, well, if it wasn't for Captain America, they would have lost that sure? fight. So yeah, Probably. Because in the beginning, when it was just the three of them, Tony was knocked out, Thor was knocked out. My man Cap went at, went at Thanos by himself with the, Thor, with the hammer in one hand and the shield in the other one. He had a big old gash in his leg, arm cut open. Cap was like, uh-uh, just tighten his shield, let's go, baby. But yeah, when he picks up uh, Thor's hammer, man, Oh my god, that, that moment still gives me chills, guys. I literally just, before I came here, watched a reaction video of that moment because it still gives me chills. Like, I still get hyped. Like, if I seen that movie, if I was out somewhere and I seen that scene, it would literally make me, it would give me the courage to fight somebody. That's how hyped I get during that scene. Another good scene from that movie, uh, when he finally says Avengers Assemble, oh, chills, literal chills, dude. 
I literally said it with him in tune. It was like nobody else was around me in the theater. It was just me. It was just me and fucking Chris Evans. And together we were just like, Avengers, assemble. It was beautiful. I cried again. I cried so much during that movie. So much. But they were all like happy tears. Until Tony went and redeemed himself. Then I fucking cried again because I was sad. Because I was like, I've spent the, I spent the whole MCU hating you. And now I fucking love you. You died a hero. You, you beautiful bastard. Now wait a minute. If you're talking about that, if you're talking about you cry for that, let's talk about the tearjerkers. We're just talking about movie moments. We can't switch to tearjerkers. All right, we're going to put that tearjerker in. in we'll the... do that next. All right. Well, what other movie moments? What are some, what's some other good movie moments? Let me think. I literally just had one. Oh, well, you know, obviously for me, one that stands out very bigly in my life is where I was the first time I heard my man Mikey say, don't say that, never say that, Goonies never say die. <clears throat> that fucking, that, that scene, when I watch that scene, it makes my nipples hard. That's how good that scene is, dude. When they're all sitting there in the well, Troy hands down his bucket to help him out, and she's like, and they're, you know, they're having a little conversation, and Mikey's like, Mikey's like, oh, maybe Chunk got help. And Andy's like, maybe Chunk is dead. And Mikey's like, don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. And then Andy says, I'm not a Goonie. I'm scared, and I want to go home. And that's when Mikey breaks out into another great line, and he's like, down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. Up there, it's their time. It's their time up there. Mm. Mm. That fucking, I want to make... I want to conceive my firstborn child to that scene. That's how good that scene is. When I was dating this girl, she took me to go see Goonies for the first time ever in theater, like in the drive-in. My first time I ever seen it in a theater experience. I fucking cried when I seen that, dude. I cried a little bit. Was it, hey, you guys? Oh, my God. Another great one, dude. Chunk? That's Captain Chunk to you. So good, dude. Do you know there's a band so called good. Chunk? I know. <laughs> dude, that movie is filled with good moments, dude. Like when uh, when Chunk's like, Sloth, you're going to come and live with me now, okay? And Sloth's like, Sloth, love Chunk. <clears throat> right in my fucking feels, dude. Or when, you know, when uh, Mouth, near the end when Mouth is, uh, you know, he's uh, interpreting what the the maid is saying. And he's like, and, you know, he tells him not to sign the contract, signing over the Goonies, and then they look at the jewels, and Mikey's dead, like, we're not signing, not today, not ever, we're never leaving. Never leaving. We're never leaving. So good. What? A, oh, my God. Yo, it's crazy that, like, it's crazy that, like, people make these movies, you know, they put these movies out into the world not knowing what's going to happen. And these movies can have such an impact in your life. Like, that part is... That's one of the biggest reasons why I love movies so much. Is because... Honestly, I don't know what kind of person I would be right now. If it wasn't for the impact that movies had on my life. Growing up, all I wanted to do was become a movie critic. Because I loved movies. I, I, that's all I would talk about. I would see family members and I'd be like, Hey, you want, you want to know about this movie I just watched? It was fucking great. And I would tell them everything about it. But like it's crazy, the the kind of impact 
that movies have on like us as a society and like us as like people. It's insane, dude. And it's like, it's crazy, but like it's also like one of the coolest things ever. Oh, definitely for sure. Because I mean, if you watch, there's certain movies that you can watch growing up, and it'll teach you like, it'll it'll teach you, it'll put something in your mind. So when later on, you can look back on that movie, and that's how you figure out in life like who are the good people, who are the bad people, or who are the neutral people. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, the movies movies could have that much of an impact in your life that they could literally teach you things. There's movies that have taught me tons of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, I got a good quote. Life is like a box of chocolates yeah. from Forrest Gump. It pretty much, the line means... You didn't even say the whole line. There's a whole other part to it. Whatever. It's li- life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's what, Yeah, I was going to say that, but... No, you weren't. Yeah, well, a box of chocolate, you don't know what flavor you're going to get. You might get, like, salty caramel. You might get peanut butter. You might get razzle-dazzle. Okay, we get it. You might get a lot of different flavors. Just say what you're going to say, Drew. We get it. You don't have to explain every flavor. And Razzle Dazzle is not even a flavor, by the way. Razzle Dazzle to be a flavor. <sighs> Sorry about that, y'all. Whatever. Basically what Drew is saying. You, you guys know what Drew's saying. It's like, you know, it's kind of like what I was just what I was just talking about, too, is that there's like, there's these lines from movies that stick with you. You know what I mean? And like they have such an impact on your life. I don't know. It's just insane to me, guys. I don't want to go on, like, this huge rant about all of this stuff. But, like, uh, you know, just for an example, movies. There's movies that I've watched that helped me open up about my own mental health. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this movie, but it's called Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, who introduced me to that movie? Yeah, Drew introduced me to the movie, and it's fucking fantastic, man. It is hands down one of the best movies I've ever watched. Uh, it's got some big names too. It's got Logan Lerman from the Percy Jackson series, uh, Ezra Miller, who's the new Flash, uh, Emma Watson, you know Hermione Granger, uh, Mae Whitman, who's in a couple things. She was also the daughter in Independence Day. Fun fact for you. But yeah, it's fantastic, dude. I mean, if you never watched a movie, it's about this kid Charlie. You know he he like. Uh, He's got, like, a bad, like, mental health state, kind of. And he meets this group of people. They call themselves the Wallflowers. The people that stay, they stay in the back and they're not really noticed, you know what I mean? That think they're not being noticed. And he, like, by becoming friends with these people, it helps him start to deal with his own, like, mental health, you know what I mean? And, like, start to open up. And later on in the movie, you know, you realize a pretty big bombshell about him. And then, you know... And, like, movies like that have, like, helped me confront my own battle with mental health. Because, like, I know the movie isn't real. I mean, it's based off a book, but I know the movie isn't real. But it's like, I watch these movies and I'm like, okay, if this guy's going through it, then... And he's finding ways to get help. Why can't I? You know what I mean? So it's... You know what I mean? And there's movies that, like, you watch and, like, there's actors that, like, act the part so well that you fucking hate them after watching the movie. You're like, yo, I fucking hate this guy. Like, movies, like, it's crazy that, like, you watch a movie that just, like, triggers something in your brain, and it can just, like, rewrite something that was already in there. You know what I mean? And, like, you can use movies as, like, movies for me is my outlet. 
when I'm like I'm having a shitty day and I just don't want to do anything. I just want to be left alone. I'll I'll lay down, you know, and I'll just watch a good movie. I'll just watch one of my favorite movies, probably The Goonies, you know, or The Sandlot, something like that. And watching that shit, it releases so much serotonin for me. They're like, I'm happy all over again. I forgot why I was sad in the first place. And it's insane that movies have that kind of impact on people. There's people that grew up like me, huge into movies. Now they're out there directing some of the biggest movies ever made. You know what I mean? It's Movies like... I don't think people really understand the power that movies have. Like, uh... Like, for example, Remember the Titans. Oh, that's a good-ass movie. That movie is huge, huge. Into, like, the... It's used very big in, like, you know, the anti-racism movements and shit, you know what I mean? People use those kind of movies as examples for how we can coexist. I mean, I know, obviously, in the movie it's set a lot different time than now, but it's the same thing, you know what I mean? Like, they even say in the movie, you know, that girl at the end, she's like, uh, before we re- she's like, sometime, you know, uh, they say it can't work black and white, but here we make it work every day. Uh, sometimes we have our arguments, yes, but before we reach for hate, always, always, we remember the Titans. And, like, it's wild, dude, you know what I mean? There's movies, like, you could just think of that and you're like, you know, it makes sense. Like, why am I out here hating this person? They're the same person as me. We're all the same, you know? I don't want to go on a, some religious rant like that, but you guys know what I mean. There's just, there's these movies, sports movies, war movies, action movie, comedy movies, any kind of movie. There's just, a lot of these movies have messages in them and they're kind of messages that stick with you forever. And they could change your whole outlook on life. And I I think that alone is one of the most beautiful things about movies, uh, is the fact. I mean, you, you could do that you... If you're like me, I like to venture out every once in a while and watch, like, the little gems that I might have missed, like, movies that kind of fell under the radar, didn't get a lot of love. So I'll, like, watch those ones, and those are the ones that resonate with me the most. Like, there's this movie, Before I Go, it's got Sean William Scott in it, a.k.a., you know, your man Stifler. So I was convinced convinced that it was going to be a funny movie because he's a funny actor. But, man, this movie is so serious, and it just, like, it touches on so many points. The movie is basically... It's about this guy. He goes back to his hometown to try and make amends with all these different people before he kills himself. Like, he sets out to try and make amends for all the hurt he's caused and, like, you know, make amends with these people in his life before he commits suicide. And then he meets this girl who's, like, a journalist or something, I think, and she's like, hey, I want to come with you. I want to be there, you know what I mean? I want to talk about this. And, like, along the way, that's when he, you know... He uh, discovers his will to live again. And it's crazy. It's wild. And uh, there's actually a super good quote from that movie too that I used for a while as like kind of like my anchor for my struggle with like my mental health. Uh, I can't be 100% sure what it, what it was. I don't have the photo on. I don't have the picture on me at the moment. But it was something like uh, uh, even in the darkest days the stars are always there. You just have to remember to tilt your head back and look up. I you know. That's, I can't tell you guys how many times I was sitting in my room, sad as fuck, and I would think about that, and I would literally, like legit, I would just look up like I could see through my ceiling or something. 
And like a part of me would be able to see stars and I'd be like, you know, there's a reason I'm still here. There's a reason I got to keep fighting. So, you know, movies, they have, they have that much of an impact on people. They could change your whole life. A movie could save your life probably, honestly. Oh, definitely, for sure. There's, I guess there could be something said about, you know, the movies that saved us. <coughs> yeah. Huh. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I know I went on like a little bit of a rant there, but sometimes I just kind of just start talking and I can't stop. So I get a lot of thoughts at once. But yeah, well, let's get back to like talking about like big movie lines and you know, and like movie lines that mean a lot to us. I got another one, which is probably one of my favorite lines ever from one of my favorite movies ever. Well, one of my favorite franchises ever. Uh, it's never thought I'd die side by side with an elf. What about side by side with a friend? I, I could do that, and that's from you know Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. <laughs> that's what uh, Gimli says to Legolas in the final battle, and then we just it holds so much like power behind it, because like if you think about it from like a deeper meaning, you could think about it as like you know I can't believe I'm gonna die side by, fighting side by side with somebody. I had so many differences with, you know what I mean? But when you really look at it and you, you get down to the the core of it, we don't have to die fighting side by side with people we don't, you know, we don't connect with in the same wavelength. We die side by side with friends, man. We could be friends, you know? There's a lot of lines like that that have, if you really like dig deep into the meaning behind it, it's huge. There's like a a very deeper moment to it, which is always cool. Uh, Drew, if you could like input into the conversation, please. It's getting really quiet in here. Yeah. Just me talking. It's <laughs> freaking me out. I'm just looking up uh, 100 top movie quotes. All right, give me one. All right, let me just get, let me just get a random one. Right, nope, not this one. Just keep swimming. Of course, it's the first one. Of course, why not? Why wouldn't it be? Or talking about the Titanic uh, one. I'm the king of the world. Leonardo DiCaprio when he was on top of the pier. Yeah, stupid. Stupid. Uh, but shaking not stir. Goldfinger. Yeah, but these aren't really like movies. These aren't like quotes that like hold meaning behind them. Like maybe the keep swimming one is. To just not worry about, like, the stresses of life and just keep going forward. Oh, definitely for sure. Um, Drew, for the love of God, if you say definitely for sure one more time, I'm going to throw this whiteboard at your head. <laughs> Don't you have any other words in your vocabulary other than definitely for sure? Yeah. You're driving me nuts. That's <laughs> all this guy says is a response all the time. And people say he's the funny one. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Movie quotes do come... Come and go. But my favorite one is probably from Time Boy. Great movie. Where he's talking to Richard. <laughs> Wait, no. No, I'm talking when he's in the car the first time when he had the M&M's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says, um, your, your head's a peanut-shaped M&M. No, he says... Uh... Uh, when the M&M's fall into the dude's radiator, or to his vents, he's like, oh, what the hell? And he's like, don't worry. He's like, they got this little, he's like, this uh, hard candy shell around him. And then Richard sends him back, and Tommy's like, 
your head has a hard candy. Shut up, Richard. <laughs> well, the, the the line I remember is uh, when Tommy finally meets his uh, stepbrother. His brother. That's yeah. a good one, too. It's like, brothers don't shake. Brothers hug. You know, that's another... That's another cool thing about, like, cinema is we have movies like that that we can use to remember some of the greatest of our time, man. Because I don't care what nobody says. Chris Farley is 100% one of the greatest of our time. <clears throat> and we can, you know, we can use that as a way for, like, them to live on forever. Like, Tom, Chris Farley will never be forgotten now because of the movies he left behind. Movies in his stand-up? Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? I think, I think my favorite is probably Matt Foley. Matt Foley's a great one. Like motivation speech. I was hilarious. It was hilarious when I found out Matt Foley is actually based off a real person, oh my and God. the real Matt Foley is now a priest. Makes it even funnier. But uh, yeah, it's cool. Because like you know, I mean, we were just talking about this earlier at work. For some reason, we're talking about Robin Williams, and uh, I remember how sad I was when I found out he died. You know, it was that was a that was a big blow for me because I grew up with Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, um, I, f- I found another one. Um, it's from the league of their own. This is there's no crying in baseball, pretty much. Can't be crying in front of people. I don't get that. The guy comes in his face and says, starts screaming at us. Just no time for crying for baseball or whatnot. Drew, you couldn't wait until I was done with my point that I was trying to make before you cut me off. All right, go back. Anyways, I was trying to say. Uh, that's one of the best things about cinema is that with people like that, Chris Farley, Robin Williams, you know, John Candy, John Belushi, guys like that, they'll never be forgotten because forever until the end of time, there'll always be somebody who has seen one of their movies and he's like, you know, that these guys are great. That's a, That's one of the best things about cinema. It's like, I don't think people really understand. Like, I know a lot of people don't really care to dive deep into, like, the deeper meaning behind cinema, but there's such, like, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but there's, like, such, like, a deeper connection for me. It's because it's strange, but, like, I could watch a movie. There's movies I could watch, and it helps me remember people that I've lost in my life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, when I watched the movie Big Fish by Tim Burton. Have you guys never seen that? It's, oh, it's really good. Movie. Oh, it's so good. But not only does that movie help me, you know, kind of remember my grandfather in a way, you know, but it also helps me make me think of my father. Because in the movie, the guy's father's a big storyteller, you know, and my father's like that. My father's always got some kind of story he's telling or some joke he's making. And, you know, even in the movie, he says, I actually even have it written down. In the movie, he says something about it. He says something pretty cool about it uh oh yeah uh the quote from that movie it's uh have you ever heard a joke so many times you've forgotten why it's so funny then you hear it again and it's new you remember why you loved it in the first place that was my father's final joke i guess the man tells his story so many times that he becomes the stories they live on after him and in that way he becomes immortal so yeah that's kind of like what i was just talking about that's kind of like what I was just talking about, you know, that that's a way for people to live on forever. They never die in that way because they always, they've always, 
we always have this piece of art that they made. Like, if we're ever missing Farley, we turn on Tommy Boy, laugh our asses off, and remember why he was so funny. You know, I miss I miss John Candy. I turn on Uncle Buck and remember why he was one of the best. You know, and movies is a good way not only to help you remember, but to help you feel better, you know, and help you... You can use movies for anything. You help me, you know, there's movies that you can use to connect with people. I can't tell you how many times I've met somebody and I'm like, hey, I like that movie. And they're like, hey, I like that movie too. It strikes up a conversation between us because we both love the same movie. Movies are, I think they could be used in, you know, society a lot more these days. I think if people sat down and talked to each other about stuff like this, I feel like they would find out that they have a lot more in common than they actually think. And maybe in a way we could, you know, save this society before it completely crumbles. But, you know, that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, man, movie quotes. They're great. They're great. I love them. You love them. We all love them. All right, here, here's a movie quote. If you are if you guys are real nerds, may the force be with you. It's a great one, man. That's a That's a quote. That people are going to remember forever. People say that in their everyday lives. Yo, There's sometimes I say goodbye to people and I'm like, yo, may the force be with you. Yo, Just Sean, for no reason. Because, what? Um, don't forget, November 5th, V for Vendetta. Oh, shit, that's right. Remember, rem- Oh, yeah, yo, yeah. Say that line. Cause I don't know if uh, I remember, like- remember, the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason plot. I see of no reason why the gunpowder treason shall ever be forgot. Be friend does a fucking fantastic movie. Oh, I know I say it about every movie, but that movie really is fantastic. That's like top of my list for movies. I've watched that movie at least a thousand times. I never get sick of it ever. And that movie kind of rings truer to this day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get I don't want to get too much into explanation about it because I don't want to get political. But if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, thanks for reminding me. That's a great one, Drew. And it's coming up in two days. That's how I'm looking like, oh, shit. I hope we didn't skip November 5th. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, speaking of that, it's funny that you mentioned Star Wars because my next quote is actually not from a Star Wars movie, but it's about it's from a movie about Star Wars. Kind of. Are you talking about Star Wars fanboys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fanboys movie. If you've never seen that, that movie's fucking awesome. I love that movie. Basically, in that movie, uh, these guys, these childhood friends, uh, one of their buddies... He's dying from cancer, and uh, he's not going to live long enough to see uh, one of the newest Star Wars movies. I think, I'm pretty sure it was one of the prequels, I just can't remember which one. I think maybe episode two, maybe. Uh, So they all devise a plan that they are going to take a road trip to Skywalker Ranch, which we don't know, that's George Lucas's ranch. Uh, they're going to take a road trip to there, and they're going to sneak in and try to find a copy of Episode 2 so that their buddy can watch it before he dies. And they, just, they go on this wild adventure, you know. It's a real good, feel, it's a real feel-good movie. Especially if you have, like, that group of friends. It makes you think, like, hey, I would love to do something like that with my friends, you know what I mean? Because Drew is 100% a hutch, for 100%. That dude hutch in there who drives a van, that's 100% true. Why is that? Because he just acts just like you. He's just wild and fucking crazy, and he's just always up for everything. 
And he like treats his van like it's his girlfriend and shit. It's fucking hilarious. Damn right, I named my vehicle. Yeah, it's hilarious. But anyways, they uh, there's a good quote in that movie too. It's a really good one. That uh, you know, I try to apply in my everyday life. But uh, Hutch, the character I said Drew is, he uh, he says greatest deed Luke Skywalker ever did was take down the Death Star, right? As far as I'm concerned, that's what everybody needs. You need that one badass thing that lets you live on forever. Which is like, there's like a lot of power behind that quote, because most badass thing Luke Skywalker ever did was destroy the Death Star. And the man lived, the man's gonna live forever. It's gonna let him live forever because he destroyed the fucking Death Star. You know what I mean? So, like, everybody needs that. We all need that thing that's going to help us, going to help our memory carry on years after. So, yeah, guys, that's, I mean, oh, oh, before I end this quote part, obviously can't end it without talking about, you know, the Sandlot, which has got one of the best lines ever spoken in a movie. Uh, Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart, kid. You'll never go wrong. Boom, baby. That was a good quote. Fantastic quote. Hallelujah. Uh, not really a quote, but I also really like the ending of that movie. When he's talking about like what happened to everybody. And uh, when he's like, he's like, I was the last one to move away. But when I did, the Sandlot was still there. Such a powerful movie, man. Or when he talks about... Uh, the PF Flyers, which I bought myself a pair a while back. Oh, uh, yeah. I wore them for the first time, and I felt like Benny Jet Rodriguez. I felt like I could pickle the beast. But yeah, man, that's it. Obviously, we could sit here all day and talk about movie quotes. I'm not going to do that because there's so many good ones. I just wanted to give you guys a, a little tidbit of some of my favorite ones, some of the ones that I remember the most, ones that I use in my everyday life. Uh, Yeah, man. So I guess now we can move on to talking about some tear jerkers. I know Drew's going to cry in real life over there if we don't do that soon. <laughs> so why don't you start us off, Drew? Uh, first uh, tear jerker is uh, up. The first 15 minutes. Oof. <laughs> Ooh, coming out the gate strong. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to watch. If you watch that movie and you don't cry, you're fucking soulless. You have no soul. I'm convinced. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a good movie. It was like, all right, I, I don't get what was going on. Like, this is kind of sad. Listen, I'm going to go into a little spoiler territory for these tearjerkers just to tell you guys a little context behind why we think these movie these movies are sad. So, if you don't want spoilers for movies, turn away now. But anyways, in up. The part that he's talking about that is sad is uh, in the beginning of the movie, it shows you like this montage of Mr. Fredrickson, which is the main character, and uh, him meeting his wife, Ellie, for the first time when they were kids. And then, you know, it just progresses through like their lives together from kids to getting married, finding out they can't have kids. And then they hit you with the big one, him losing his wife. And that's what makes him become a grumpy old man because he lost the only woman he ever loved. (laughs) I mean, deaths in general are fucking sad, man. But that one's super sad because, like, he's an old man and you gotta watch this old man lose his wife. It's terrible. Upsetting, man. 
Great movie, though. Great ending. Oh, the yeah. ending ends on such a happy note, man, and just, like, makes up for the sad-ass ending, or sad-ass beginning. Yo, I think I, I think I tried to tear in that at the end as well. The ending was Russ. good. Well, I also like when, when they, uh, after they get done with the big fight scene, and they realize that the house is sitting exactly where Ellie wanted it to be, like, at the falls, and he just decides to leave it there and go home. That part was fucking beautiful, man. Yo, you want to hear a crazy theory about Up? What if Up is, uh, what's his name? Carl. Oh, Carl. What if, Car- what if that Up was Carl's way of going to heaven and Gruss was his guardian angel? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. That'd be, that'd be crazy. That's a good one. What's your teacher? What's yours? Hmm. I- we go on. We go back and forth, but we're just gonna take turns at it. Well, I'm gonna steal one that Drew said earlier because I can't think of one at the moment. But uh, the Lion King, obviously, a big one. That shit makes me sad still. Mufasa dying, man. Terrible, terrible thing. Sad as fuck. Like why Mufasa, man? Why you have to do that, Scar? You piece of shit. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a sad part. Um, Bambi's mom dying. You know, another, like, a tearjerker moment in The Lion King that's not, like, sad, but, like, it makes you tear up a little bit, like, out of happiness, is after the fight with Scar, when fucking Simba takes his rightful place as King of Pride Rock, and, like, he's walking up, and he, like, sees Timon and Pumbaa, and they just, like, bow to him. Mm, my God, dude, it's fucking beautiful. We're definitely known as Timon and Pumbaa. <sighs> it's fucking beautiful, dude. It's beautiful. We are the foul mouth, real life, Timon and Pumbaa. But yeah, Bambi's mom dying. It's a good one. Disney movies are just sad as fuck, dude. Disney movies are always sad. Like, what? Why? Why do you make your movie so sad all the time? Like, stop making it sad. Just make a good movie, bastards. I don't want to cry every time I turn one of your movies on. You pieces of shit. Yo, uh, I feel like the older OG movies are a lot sadder than the newer ones are, though. Well, definitely. Like not. the sadder ones are new, but I mean the newer ones are sad, but not as sad as the OG ones. I feel. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Harbaugh. With baby G, G, baby man, baby G. Ooh. Yeah, I watch. I'm gonna fucking cry right here, dude. <laughs> I might have to watch that movie again. Is um that whole part right there was good. Uh, if you guys never watched uh, Harbaugh, it was about Keanu Reeves. I think he got in trouble for something. He had to host a little league or something. He had to host a little league, or or something. Because the team was like no one wanted. It was because uh, baby G, uh, G baby was too young to play, but he got the opportunity to hit that ball. <sighs> Beautiful, dude. Beautiful moment, man. That moment and um, that moment where uh, the kid had to took his headphones off, where everyone in that crowd was singing "Big Papa." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that whole movie is so good, dude. Yo, um, got, uh, Michael B. Jordan was the uh, yeah young ass Michael B. Jordan man. Michael B. Jordan was like, he was the um, young um, like he just fell to the streets. Yep, well, it, it, great, really, it really does happen like that. That's well, a great flick, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of some. Of course, in the moment, I can't think of a single one, but I know I've cried a thousand times to movies. Sometimes I like cry to movies and I like explain to myself while I'm crying. 
Like, nobody else will be around me, and I'll just be explaining to myself why I'm so sad. I don't know. I'm fucking weird, man. But I know Drew wanted to end with this one. We don't have to end with this one, but I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head right now, so I'm just going to say the fucking notebook, dude. Go ahead and make fun of me. I don't even care. That movie, that make, Yo, that was a that's good sad. That movie makes me sad as shit, dude. Yo, guess who introduced me to that movie? Guy, right? Yeah, you're fucking right, baby. Me. Yo, dude, I think I... I think I cried about five, five, six times. Five times. That movie's just, it's like beautiful, but it's so sad, dude. Like, obviously, you know, the ending when they die in bed holding hands. That's fucking sad. Yo, my, th- I'm, like, you're, you guys ever had a cry moment where, <laughs> you guys ever had a cry moment when um, you're crying so much your throat's closing up kind of deal? Yeah, dude. That's the end. Yeah, dude. Then there's also, uh. There's also, you know, when his buddy dies while they're in the war. That shit's fucking sad. Fucking terrible. Um, the other part was um, when no, when Ellie left Noah for the first time. Yeah, when they brought one. Or no, remember? No, Noah left Ellie. The no, first time they broke up, Noah left. Uh, what, yeah, because remember her parents said that they didn't want them to be together. So Noah said, I'm just going to end it now. Oh, that, because this will never work. Oh, that, that part? Yeah, so he left. But then... She comes back. She comes to his work right before she's about to leave. She comes to his work looking for him, and he's not there. And they miss each other. That's fucking heartbreaking. You no, know, I think I think the best crucial moment is the title of the screen, the uh, the kiss in the rain. Yeah, I like that moment. Before that moment, when she comes back to his house. Well, I mean, there's also another sad moment when he buys the house that she wanted. And he fixes it up. Exactly the way she wanted it to be, and then he refuses to sell it to anybody because the offer is never high enough because he wants her to come back. And when she does come back, and you like talk, she talks about how like you know, she's basically like, oh, you know, it wasn't over for me. Uh, I wasn't ready to give you up. And he said, she was like, why didn't you write to me? And he's like, I did write to you, uh, one letter every day of the year, three hundred sixty-five letters. It wasn't over for me either, and it's still not over. And, you know, boom, kiss. Yo. And they go out on the boat, and they fucking do that, and they kiss again. Yo. And they make love to each other. It's Yo. so fucking beautiful. <laughs> Yo, oh, as God. Soon you, you, as soon as you say that, I just had chills on it. Oh, my God, it's so sad. It's even sadder when you realize that, like, he's telling the story of their lives together to his wife just to get a couple minutes with her again, be while she remembers him, it's fucking depressing, dude. It's such a good movie, though, dude. Yo, I, get, oh, yo, I got another movie. Forrest Gump. <sighs> when his mom dies, bro. His mom dies. Don't even talk to me in that moment, dude. <laughs> his mom dies, and uh, when he find out that kid is his. Oh yeah, when he's like, uh, when he says, "Is he like me?" Because you know, is he special? And she's like, "No, he's very smart, top of his class." Force just balls, dude. Oh my god, man. I'm like, Force, I fucking feel you, man. I'm also dumb. Jenny's <laughs> kind of fucked up, though. Let's be honest. Jenny's kind of a bitch. Oh, fuck. She waited until she came back with fucking AIDS to come back for my boy and a kid because she's about to die. That's the only reason she reached out. Oh, I'm about to be, I'm about to kill, I'm about to die, so I want you to come take care of your son that you didn't know you had. Fucking bitch. Fuck her. Stupid bitch. Yeah, but that, but the mother part was definitely... Yeah, the mother part's sad as fuck. You know what's another sad part that I feel like not a lot of people talk about? When uh, 
Forrest comes home from the war after getting shot in the buttocks. When he gets all that money from the government, and one of the first things he does is tear down Jenny's childhood home where she got beaten. Oh, dude, that was good. <sighs> that shit was so beautiful. I was like, fuck, Forrest, you beautiful man. And then when I was kind of like, man, I wish I was Jenny right now because Forrest is the man. Yeah, man, it's oh, sad as fuck, dude. Super sad. Oh, yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's that's crazy, too, that like there's movies that make you feel that much shit. Like, why am I that sad right now about a movie? I don't know. It just happens. Got any other sad ones you want to talk about? No. Um, let me think. Once again, it's like it's like asking like, simple questions. Yeah, I can't think of something off the top of my head. I had this stuff. Um, I never watched Maury and Me. Maury? Maury? Marley. Marley and Me. That movie's sad. I heard about that. Um, I didn't watch it. But um, the movie... I kind of watched, but I can't remember. With uh, my girl, shut the fuck up! Why would you do this to me? Why, Jer? <laughs> why? Why would you do that to me? You know what that movie does to me. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Where is his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I used to love that movie when I was a kid, dude. They yep. wanted me, yo. When I was a kid, and my aunt used to babysit me, if she wanted me to go to sleep, she had to play that movie. That was the only way I'd fall asleep. As if I was watching that movie. That's how much I loved it. They tried to make a sequel and it was fucking trash. But the first one was so good. Oh my god. So good. Um, Yeah, that's... That's, that's how I can remember about on top of my head about sad movies. Alright, uh, cool. We'll, we'll go on to... Uh, I know we're getting a little close here. We might be a little over this week, but... uh, We'll finish it up with... uh, You know, we'll talk about movies that I believe are underrated. Maybe Drew can chime in a little bit if he has anything. But uh, the first movie I got is cool. It's called Cool World. Literally nobody's ever heard of this movie. No, not me. Basically, this movie is about this dude. He's a comic book writer. Or he's a cartoon writer. And uh, one night, one of his cartoons, like co- he like comes to life. And like pulls him into this cartoon world. And like he falls in love with one of his drawings. It's fucking wild, dude. It's got Brad. It's got a young Brad Pitt in it. It's a fucking weird movie, but it's so good, dude. I can't explain why it's good. It's just so good. But it's a super good movie. You guys should definitely watch it. It's weird, but it's super good. Uh, also, this movie called The Faculty that like literally nobody knows about. Me and my brother watched it when we were kids, and it was awesome. It's basically about this this uh, this high school that gets taken over by like these aliens. And it's, like, this group of, like, unlikely friends that have to, like, save the day. But, like, the funny part about it is the only way that they can prove to to each other that they're not aliens is they have to do a line of coke. Because for some reason, when the the aliens sniff coke, it kills them. So, after one, these kids have to take a bump of coke to prove to the other ones that they're not... They're not aliens. And a bunch of them get, like, super high and all fucked up, and it's fucking hilarious. It's so good. (sighs) That one's got uh, uh, Elijah Wood, a.k.a. Frodo. Yeah. It's also got a young Usher in it, too. It's a good one. You guys should definitely check it out. Uh, this is one I feel like maybe not is not underrated. I just feel like a lot of people don't talk about it anymore. Uh, it's called Camp Nowhere. It's got Christopher Lloyd in it. Oh, yeah. No one really talk about that no more. That was a, such a good movie, dude. That was like my dream growing up. 
It's like that me and my friends would rent an old camp and we would just stay there all summer. You know what I mean? But telling our parents that we were in actual camp, dude, that was badass. That's such a badass movie. And then the last of it for underrated movies that I wrote down was uh, this movie Empire Records. Oh, I love that movie so much. It's so good. So like these friends that like work at this record store and shit. It's awesome. It's such a good movie. If you guys have not watched it, definitely check that shit out. Super good. Drew, you got any underrated movies? Movies you think are underrated? Or don't get enough love? Um, that Dewey Cox movie. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. With John C. Riley. It's kind of like a spoof of, like, uh, it's kind of like a spoof of, like, Johnny Cash. It's pretty funny. John C. Riley's a good dude. He's funny. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple other ones, too. But yeah, man, it's cool that, uh, it's cool the kind of impact movies have on us. Oh, definitely, for sure. There's movies that I, you know, well, I mean, I can't really say that Goonies the last time I watched Goonies probably like three months ago, but it's crazy that, like, the first time watching Goonies when I was a kid, now all these years later, that movie still stuck with me. It's still one of my favorites ever. Uh, if anybody in my family is listening to this, I would not be opposed to somebody throwing me a Goonies adventure for one of my birthdays. Not saying I want to know about it, but I'm just saying if you do it, I wouldn't be opposed. I would not say no. Just putting that idea out there for you guys. But yeah, it's cool that, you know, it's just badass that we could have this much, people could have this much of a personal connection with movies. Me especially. I live my whole life off of movies. I love. I I used to say I lived my whole life a movie at a time. I think that's why we were brothers because you did too. Yes, I did just steal that quote and change it around for my own purpose. Sue me. Yo, how about how about the time every time we use going to like a dark alley or something? It's like, dude, this, oh my god, this is like a star of a movie. Drew always tells me every time we're in a situation that we could possibly die. Drew's like, oh, you know, this is the start of a horror movie. Like, yeah, thanks, Drew. Like, I'm already having nightmares. But also, real quick, before I get off, I just want to talk about, you know, the movie theater experience (laughs) as a whole. Which, because I'll tell you guys, man, when I went back, the first movie I went back and seen after quarantine was Black Widow. I'm going to watch that tonight. I went and seen that with my cousin. And, man, I got to tell you, man, that theater experience is everything I wanted it to be, man. I had rock-hard pretzel bites that broke, basically broke my teeth. Uh, my ticket, my, the prices for everything were ridiculously high. Got into my seat, got into my row. The whole fucking row of my where I was sitting was sticky. My feet kept sticking to the floor. My seat was kind of wet for some strange reason. It was everything I wanted it more, bro. Like that experience of just, it's cool. Like back, like during like the like like when we went and seen Endgame. Literally, that theater was packed wall to wall. Yeah, how about how about the time? He's not. He's not. I think we mentioned it before in our later or earlier episodes how how we went to see Endgame. Motherfucker, I think like a three piece Popeye, three piece biscuit and Popeyes in there. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, the theater, that experience of you know that many people being in one theater that close, people that don't know each other, all bonding over the fact that they're there to see the same movie, and they you know they walk out of there. Most of them walk out of there with the same consensus that they just watched, you know, something that's probably going to stick with them for the rest of their lives. That is one of the things that I'm pissed off the most that got ruined by the 
the pandemic was that movie theater experience. Because now when you go to the theaters, there's barely anybody in there. And if they are, they're super far away from you. It just... It ain't like it used to be, man. And honestly, I don't think we'll ever get it back to what it used to be, which upsets me. Nope. Because I, that's what I miss. That's one of the things I miss the most pre-pandemic. But, uh, yeah, man. Movies. You gotta live We love a lot of them. We you hate know, them. These are the movies that made us. Yeah. Loser edition. But before I go, I just want to plug one thing. The How to Train Your Dragon franchise is the best animated franchise yeah. ever. Whoa, I don't whoa, care nobody says wait, ever. You're, you're comparing it against Toy Story? Ever. 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 Forever. Forever. Those movies are fantastic. Start to finish. Do you want boy Hiccup? Love him. His girl Astrid? Love her. Toothless? Love him. Man, I can't Toothless finally got himself a toothless woman. Hell yeah. Go for you, homie. For you. Yo, the end of that movie, dude, when I seen the trailer for the final movie, I literally cried. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I cried my eyes out. I was so sad. And that I needed that movie is fucking sad as shit, dude. Oh my god. But yeah, guys, uh, I appreciate you letting me go on my little movie rant here. If you didn't like this episode, too fucking bad. I loved it. Uh if you guys want us to do more shit like this down the road, you know, like maybe we can do an episode about like music. Like the impact of music and actually doing like that. We planned on having one before, but it kind of got, we all kind of ruined it because we got too caught up in conversations about breast milk and shit. <laughs> but uh, if you guys would like us to do an episode talking about, like, you know, the impact of music, let us know. I'm, I'd be down for that. I mean, well, Drew would probably be down for that. He's a lot more into music than he is in the movies. So, oh, definitely. For he'd sure. probably have a ton of shit to talk. What did I say? What did I say about definitely for sure? Uh, Anyways, Drew would probably have a lot more to talk about in that episode because he's a lot bigger into music. So if you guys, that's something you guys yeah, might be interested yeah, yeah. in, let us know. Yeah, or okay. don't let us know and we'll still do it anyways. Yeah, I got a banty. Yeah, maybe we'll do it anyway. Maybe we'll do it when Drew gets back. I don't know, maybe. It depends. But yeah, speaking of that, Drew goes on vacation next week. Uh, he's going to be doing a special episode of his own from Myrtle Beach. So uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do one yet or not. I haven't decided. I had somebody that wanted to do an episode with me. I'm not sure if they still want to. I have to ask. But uh, I'll let you guys know for sure. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah, fellow losers, you're going to hear me just talk randomly. And yeah, he's just going to talk about nothing. We, I really don't know how far I'm going to go with this episode next week, but stay tuned. Yeah, guys, and, uh, you know, life is short, so always be your weirdest self. Geeky.